hey church family, uh, we're coming to you a little different, uh, forced to, and, and we'll see how this all works. I want to encourage you, though, to, to be intentional right now uh, as a church, as a family, to be intentional. Get your family together around and, and worship together. You know, it, it might be a different time. You might watch this on Sunday afternoon. It might be Sunday morning. Uh, but, but the key is to be intentional to worship together as a family, to pray as a family together, and, and seek God. You know, just because we live in a time that, that just because we're separated doesn't mean that we still can't connect and, and worship as a church family together. So we're doing that right now. now I wanted to bring you some encouragement uh, just through His Word during this time. Uh, we're living in a trying time and, and trying to figure out all these things, and, and it's easy for fears to set in, anxiety to set in, and in and, 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 and Philippians chapter 4, Paul speaks something to the church that I think will be some encouragement to us today. He says in, in verse 6 of Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I like what he said. He said, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but instead in everything, be in prayer. And then that, that peace of God will begin to guard your heart. And, and, and that will just pass your understandings. You'll have a peace that comes from God. And others will look around and say, how can you have that peace? Now, I want to share a little bit with you how. First off, Paul, Paul instructed, though. He said, be anxious for nothing. Well, that's easier said than done, Paul. I mean, do you realize the time we're living in, Paul? Be anxious for nothing? Have you seen the news? Have you seen the reports? Have you seen what's happening? But, but he says, be anxious for nothing. Uh, and I think Paul has a little bit um, of understanding in that area. Uh, I know it's easy, you look at it and you think, well, it's easy to say, be anxious or don't worry about it. But yeah, I think about where Paul was when he's writing this. Paul's in a prison cell. Paul is somewhere in a dungeon. He's, he's been beaten. He's got stripes on his back. He's healing up from, from, from things, from preaching the gospel. He's, he's in a prison cell, and, and in all honesty, he could be really worrying. Am I going to live? Am I going to die? Am I going to make it? Is, what, what will tomorrow look like? Will I get beat again? I think Paul has some... I, I think we can take Paul at his word. If anybody could have been anxious, Paul would have been the type. Paul was in a situation that he could have been fearful, been worried. But instead he wrote to the church, Hey, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, be in prayer. And, and let that peace of God that surpasses our understanding. 
I don't know how I can have that peace where I'm at right now, but, but I do. Because I'm not anxious about it. That, that word anxious, that Greek word that, that Paul used, yeah, it's used 19 times in the New Testament. Um, I'm not going to try and say the Greek word. You know I butcher it. I can barely say the English words. But, but it's not always translated. That Greek word that's used isn't always translated as the word anxious. It, it has two different um, definitions. It, it can be it can be used as as a, a meaning of a needless anxiety, as Paul's translating it here in in Philippians four. It can also another meaning for that Greek word is is also a genuine concern. That's different. That that's that's a little different. Let let me show you in, in Philippians two. The same same book, Philippians two. Paul speaking to the church in Philippi, and he's he's talking to him about Timothy coming. He uses that same Greek word that he used here in, in Philippians four, that they said be anxious for nothing. But here in chapter two, here's here's how it reads, and, and I'll show you where where that word's used. He he tells them and says, for I have no one like minded who will sincerely care. That's that's the word right there. It's, it's translated sincerely care for your state. I wanted to point that out because I, I believe this. It is possible to care about something and, and not worry about it. it. It is possible to have genuine concern about something but to have a peace of God about that at the same time. Because you know God's in control of the situation. It's possible to care about it and still have a peace about it. That's that's the true peace of God. When when I'm when I've learned to be anxious for nothing, or or I like to break it up, I I've learned to be anxious for no thing. I can I can be concerned about it, but I'm not anxious about that thing. Uh, about that thing, uh, Paul Paul speaks in details about things that that we can be anxious about. He he says in in Romans eight, in verse thirty one, he said, "What then shall we say to these?" things to these things if God is for us who can be against us but 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 Paul what about the economy have you seen the stock market what what about those things what what about the schools when when our when will our kids go back what what about what about you know, will I lose my job? Will I be able to make it? What what if what if they run out of food? What if they what what about those things, Paul? Those things I, I think we've got a right to be anxious about. What what about those things? You know, he, he addresses those things. Look look he, he, he says in verse thirty seven, yet in all these things all these things 
all what what things all those things that you're worried about all those things that that you're scared that might happen in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing because there's always going to be a thing whether it's present or it's to come or it's being created there's always going to be a thing but they said all of this none of it shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord Paul saying saying I don't I don't have to fear I don't have to fear because it's it's nothing but a thing it, it's nothing but a but a thing it it can't change me you know it's it's nothing but a thing it, it can't it can't take away Christ in me it can't take away his love that's inside of me it's nothing but a thing it can't take away my joy it can't take away my peace it has no right to take any of those things away from me it, it, it can't do that it's just nothing but a thing I can have peace because it's it's nothing but a thing that that knowledge takes away the needless anxiety and it just turns it just to a concern that I can hand to him and I can have peace about it you know there's a picture of this in 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 Mark chapter 4 as Jesus is going with his disciples it, and they're they're getting into a boat and I just wanted to read this to you this story and point out a few things in, in verse 35 of Mark 4 it says on the same day when evening had come he said to them let's cross over to the other side now when they had left the multitude uh, they took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, look at that, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, watch this wording, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now here, here in this story, I just wanted to, point out to you look it starts out Jesus told the disciples let's go the other side now they put him in the boat 
storm comes up out of nowhere. They they weren't expecting it. It's it's beating up. The waves are crashing against the boat. But you find Jesus. You find Jesus asleep. Same circumstances. Same storm. Same situation. But but watch the disciples are panicking. They're afraid they're going to die. They're staring at waves beating against. And at the same time, Jesus is is asleep and at peace and resting. You know, I think that that fits so well into our lives right now, especially. You know, God tells us. God God tells us. He says, "Look, I'll supply all your needs." according to my riches and glory. He, he gives us examples saying, don't, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't, don't worry about those things of what are you going to eat? You know, what, what am I going to wear? What, don't, don't worry about that stuff. But he said, look, I, I take care of the sparrows. I, I, I take care of all these things. How much more also will I take care of you? He tells us these things, but 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 then we begin to look at the waves that that are beating. We look at at what's happening around the world, and it seems like this pressure just keeps like a wave, just beating and crashing and beating against us. And if we're not careful, we're the waves affect our faith and the disciples they shook Jesus at this moment and they said don't don't you care you know I find it we do the same thing ten times like this it's God don't you care don't you care that that this is happening don't you care now what you realize don't don't mistake God's peace for his concern. Right now, God's not panicking. He's in control of the situation. You know, but it's, it's the same time. You look, Jesus wasn't panicking. He was at peace. He, he was asleep in this boat while storms were were beating and crashing because he knew who was ultimately in control. And and he also knew where he was going. He knew what the Holy Spirit spoke to him. He knew where he was going. He knew what the promise was. We're going to the other side. So it doesn't matter that a storm is beating against me right now. The storm can't stop me. It doesn't matter that the waves are crashing against right now because the waves can't stop me. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world right now because the promises that God has spoken will still come to pass. They can't stop what God's doing. So I can be at peace. And they said to him, don't you care? Listen, listen, God cares. Don't, don't get caught up into that. God cares about it. He's just still in control. And it's still going to come and come to pass. 
So Jesus gets up and he, at this moment that they shake him, he gets up and he speaks out to the wind. Peace. He speaks to the waves. Peace. But then he turns to the disciples and he, he asked them two questions. He said, he, he said, why are you so fearful? And he follows it up. He follows it up with this next question. How is it that you have no faith? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? You know, those questions really go hand in hand. Because fear will always bring doubt. It, it, it just will. The enemy knows what he's doing right now. And if he can get you to fear, he can get you to doubt. He can get you to doubt who's in control. He can get you to doubt God's word. He can get you to doubt whether or not God really cares about you right now. If he can get you to fear, he can get you to doubt. James addresses this. He, he, he says this in, in chapter 1, verse 6, says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Watch, for he who doubts is like a wave. A wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You know, when, when the waves beat against, and, and you allow that fear to set in, when the waves of, of, the, of the media is crashing, when the waves are racing in your mind when the waves are just beating against you and you allow that fear to set in fear will bring the doubt in your life and you begin to question you begin to question every time will he do it James is saying when you get in that place it will affect every area of your life he said you're 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 unstable in all your ways. Watch, if you're not careful, if you fear the waves, it will affect your family, it will affect your marriage, it will affect your home, it will affect your peace. It will affect everything because that fear will bring doubt. Well, I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you right now. I believe that picture. That when Jesus gets up and he stands on the boat in the middle of the storm and he command, commanded the wind and the waves to be still, I believe he is modeling an authority that, that we can have. 
I believe he's just modeling authority that we can use to to speak to the wind and the waves of in our own lives. That we can command them to be still. Because that same spirit that was in Christ Jesus is now alive in you. That same spirit. And that now we have the authority in our own lives when those waves are crashing and our minds going crazy and what will happen and we find ourselves focused on the waves that needless anxiety that we can stand up and we can rebuke it we can speak peace to it in Jesus name that's what I want us to do right now in this fear of it all can we speak peace can we just turn it from a anxiety into just a concern that we hand to God because we know he's in control he's still on the throne and he still is the ultimate authority and he will take care of us because he said he will and I put my trust in him so can we do that right where you are just speak to those winds right now father God, I know what we're going through right now. And I know the the storms of this life that we're facing and and God it's 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 scary. But God we know who's in control. And I also know God it's nothing but a thing. It's nothing that can separate me from you. It's nothing that can take away my peace. It's nothing that can take away my joy. It's it's just a thing. And God we give it to you. So, Lord, I pray that we be a church that is anxious for nothing, God. And, God, I pray right now that in every home that is watching, that, God, that, that we speak peace to that home right now. We speak peace to it, Lord, as we give it to you. We put our trust completely on you. And, God, I pray that a peace would flow over us, God. A peace that passes our understanding. A peace that only comes from you. We thank you, God. For you are in control. And we put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. He'll guard you. He'll guard you. And I can put my trust in him so I, I can live my life being anxious for nothing for nothing isn't that awesome that you can have that peace in your life right now
Energy, we're going to give, we're going to give online right now. I know it's different, but we're going to give. And, and during this time especially, continue to give. There's ways that you can give. It's going to be different. Um, but we'll, we'll put those up for you. You can text in your giving. You can give online. You can email in checks. But I want to encourage you as, as you give. Remember, one of the things God said he would do is that when you're faithful in your ties to him, in your giving to him, your first fruits, your tithes, that, that one of the things he will rebuke the devourer from you. You know that thing that's coming against that, that thing? He'll rebuke it from your life. And he'll protect you. And he'll pour out the blessings upon you. And it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter if it's hitting here. God's blessings will still fall on you. So like always, I'm going to pray. I'm going to just speak this blessing over you as you're faithful and giving to him, as I always do for our church. I'm going to do it right now. I proclaim over you as a tithing Christian the blessings of our faithful and loving Heavenly Father. As a tither, you are not limited to the ups and downs of the economy of this world system because the scriptures declare that the blessings of Abraham are upon us and set us apart and make us to prosper in all situations whether they're favorable or unfavorable. So as the heavens are open over this church and over this congregation, I speak this blessing over you. I call forth jobs for the unemployed, meaningful jobs with good paying benefits, things that have been held up in the courts such as your inheritance, godly settlements and other legal matters be settled in Jesus name so you may have what is rightfully yours without any further delay those of you who are in your living as entrepreneurs or those who work in sales and commissions I speak that God's favor be upon you so that deals and opportunities to excel will come your way I call forth raises and bonuses to those who need them I speak that you find money unexpectedly and that unexpected checks come in the mail right out of nowhere as a gift from heaven just for you. I speak the word increase over you. I speak abundance to overtake you. Such abundance that you miraculously come out of debt so that the stress of those debts will release your minds and that God's peace will return to you quickly. I now release God's blessings to go forth for you and your family because this is your covenant blessing i bless you in jesus holy name and i think we can all say it together wherever you are amen we love you we're praying for you and we're here for you god bless you we'll see you later